Good morning. Uh, when I saw him open the windows, it reminded me we were at a, a christening at the Catholic Church on East Main Street many years ago. And there was a rather uh, flamboyant grandfather, and it was hot. And he said, Father, don't you have air conditioning in this church? He said, no, sir, we don't, but if you're willing to pay for it, we'll put it in. <laughs> so if there's any volunteers. <laughs> Again, good morning. In this church, anyone who authentically seeks God's love and truth is never a stranger. I am so sorry. Think nothing of it. That's what makes the church alive. We have a special notice. The First Baptist Church will have an informational meeting on Sunday, August 1st, immediately following the service to discuss the church parsonage. We wish you, you would please plan on attending. For parents with children, there is a, a nursery downstairs which has a speaker from the sanctuary where you may sit with your child and hear the service. Also, you may hear the, or rehear the sermon or hear the sermon on the website that's posted in your bulletin. Is there any other announcements? We will now sing, Open the Eyes of My Heart, and before you start singing, Marsha's going to play through it so you get a feel for the melody. And then we'll listen to it with the uh, PowerPoint as usual. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, I want to see you, I want to see you, to see you high and lifted up, shining on the light of your glory, pour out your power and mind as we sing goes back and repeats and then the ending goes just holy 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 I want to see you Open the 
be seated. As another announcement, in the windows are some pictures that were taken of when the kids had their children's service here a few weeks ago. And if you'd like to join me with the call to worship, which we will do responsively, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. More to be desired are there than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Maybe I missed something. <laughs> Okay, I'll read again. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the law are true, and the righteous altogether. More, More to, to be, be desired, desired are gold. they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgressions. Let the, Let the words, words of, of my, my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. We will now have our joys and concerns. Just that I won't be here next week. I'm supposed to fly from Scranton this afternoon, so prayers for a safe landing of these airplanes. Thank you. Are there any other prayer concerns? 
Yes, prayers for um, Randy and Darlene Sheldon. Uh, they're going to be flying to Florida. Uh, Randy's brother-in-law is um, on life support, so they're going to be with the family. And also, uh, let's keep Phil Otto and his sisters in our prayers. I met a man this weekend named Dennis, who was on his journey to Kansas. Um, thankfully, through the help of the church, he's, he's going to be starting on his journey around 11 o'clock this morning. Looking good. Are there any other concerns? Joys? No, we're good. Thank you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word and how it ministers to us day in and day out. We thank you especially um, for the Psalms, Lord, and how they um, nourish our hearts and our souls um, as we come before you to worship you. Heavenly Father, we come before you as repentant sinners, and you have assured us throughout um, the New Testament that um, Jesus Christ died for us. And we just give you all the glory and praise this morning for that wonderful blessing. We just thank you for um, the earth and its plentiful rain. We just come against too much rain at this time. We just pray, Lord, that you continue to abide with us through the summer months and that um, you bless the travels of, of, of Marsha and Randy and Darlene. I just pray that uh, you also be with this uh, man who is journeying to Kansas, Lord. That you um, you're send your angels to guard over each and every one of us as we um, come in and go out, as we lay down and as we rise up. Your Holy Spirit would walk beside us. Your Holy Spirit would walk in, for, in front of us and behind us. That you would bless each one of us from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet. That your Holy Spirit will be present with us. We ask that you, your angels be especially with Phil Otto and the Shelton's Lord in their time of um, physical struggle, Lord. Uh, with themselves and also their relatives, Lord. I just pray that your Holy Spirit will uh, minister to them and strengthen them and bring health to them, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you continue to be with us and uphold us. We ask that you be with um, Joanne, too, and all her caregivers, we pray that you will um, 
send your angels um, to uphold her and strengthen her. Lord, you are a great God, and we thank you for many things. We ask that you continue to be with our government as they um, work to um, contain the COVID pandemic and its many variances. We ask that you be worldwide with those countries that don't have the um, medical um, infrastructure that we have. We thank you for that blessing of the American um, infrastructure, medical infrastructure, Lord. And we just pray that um, you will uphold those, um, those in our military, those who are witnessing abroad in the different um, church organizations, Lord, and all those um, caregivers and uh, aid helpers around the world, um, that you would strengthen them as they minister to those less fortunate around the world. Lord, we ask all these things in your holy name, Christ Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Children, would please come forward. Okay. It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you this morning. Good morning. Okay, we have to open this box. You want to help me open the box? Somebody left a locket in here this morning. And in this locket, some angel told me that there is a, um, there is a mustard seed. Are any of you kids familiar with a mustard seed? No, well, here, pass it around. You'll see how tiny it is. Like many things that are little, it grows to be big. I think this is especially appropriate for you people because you're young and you're gonna grow bigger, correct? Some of you are already growing bigger and taller. 
Jesus says in scripture, he says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, many things are possible. And that's the beauty of the illustration of the mustard seed, that even though your faith might start out small, just like you started out small, you'll grow big and your faith will grow big if you just believe. So keep that in mind. Sometimes you don't always know exactly what's ahead or how to make decisions, but if you believe and trust, the Holy Spirit will show you. And that's the lesson of the mustard seed. It might start small, but it's gonna grow big. And we just thank you, boys and girls, for being here today. Have a nice morning. The hymn is Tell Me the Story of Jesus. Scripture lesson this morning is taken from Matthew 3 to 12. It 
should be beginning to sound pretty familiar to you. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. May God add a special blessing to the hearing and understanding of his holy word. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, okay, get ready for the quiz. There we go. Uh, who knows the first beatitude? Number one. Nancy? Kingdom of heaven. Praise God. Second. They shall be comforted. Thank you. Third. Thank you. Number four. Is that four? Yes. They shall be satisfied. Thank you. Five. And uh, together we'll do uh, six. Um, shall we? are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And uh, so as we uh, look at this sixth beatitude, um, if you're not undone yet by the beatitudes, um, number six should really um, shoot that final arrow uh, into, your, uh, into your heart, into my heart. I mean, if there's anything that's pretty unnerving to me, it's to consider what it means to be pure in heart. Because when I think about being pure in heart, and when I look at myself, and I think about my own situation, I think about my own heart, that tells us in uh, Jeremiah chapter 17, that the heart is deceitful above all things. When I think about my own heart, when I think about my fleshly heart, when I think about my hardened heart, and then I think about what Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart, there's this gulf, <laughs> a huge gulf uh, between what it means to be pure in heart and what it is that God is saying to us in this beatitude, blessed are the pure in heart. And, I, and I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> How do you get from here to there? How do you get a pure heart? I mean, it's one thing to have a clean heart. We know that, you know, when Jesus, of course, on the cross, died for your sins, he shed his blood, uh, that you are cleansed. And it tells us in 1 John, uh, 
1 John 1, 9, uh, that he cleanses you and he forgives you of all your sins. And, and, so, and so we have this situation of, yes, I may be able to fathom to some degree what it means to have a clean heart because of God's forgiveness for you and for me. But this purity thing is a whole different story. This is like when you do your laundry. If you've done laundry recently, well, how much longer is it going to be before you do the laundry again? <laughs> it's not going to be long. You're going to do it probably this week. So it doesn't take long for us to get dirty. Uh, it doesn't, for some of you, probably most of you I, I, I sense, I've taken a shower recently, uh, maybe even this morning. But you're going to be taking a shower too, probably tomorrow or the next day, whenever. Uh, but you're going to need uh, to get that soap out and scrub it up, dub, and uh, get clean again. And so, uh, again, clean, this cleanliness part of it, I kind of can relate to. I can realize that, okay, um, I can be clean before God. But, but this purity thing is like off the charts somewhere. What does it mean to have a pure heart? And, you know, when you look at this word pure, um, in the Greek it's, it's this katharos. Uh, and, and katharos is, is a word that um, is used in several, um, with several meanings. One of the meanings is when you... Uh, take impurities out of something. Uh, that by taking those impurities away, uh, you, of course, are making something pure. Uh, uh, th that, of course, applies to, like gold, for instance. Uh, of course, uh, it tells us in Scripture that uh, you refine the gold and you, you subject it to uh, fire over and over again and then you take off the impurities and you try to get to a point to where that gold is as pure as possible. So you have to remove the impurities. Of course, Jesus has done that on the cross for you and I. He's removed your sin as far as the east is from the west. Uh, but to stay pure, uh, to not only be clean, uh, but to purify, uh, we're really looking at a situation uh, that, to me, is impossible. And so we're back to this impossible situation where the only hope that you and I have is uh, for Jesus Christ uh, to purify your heart and to purify my heart. And he does that, of course, through the precious gift of his Holy Spirit. Now, you'll remember in Scripture uh, that the Pharisees uh, were the most religious people of the time. And I'm going to turn to uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew 23. And uh, Matthew 23 talks about a situation where I'm on page 1535, if you'd like to follow along in your pew Bibles, from Matthew chapter 23. And... Uh, Actually, I'm on page 11, 1536, 1536. I'm going to start with uh, chap, uh, excuse me, I'm going to start with uh, verse 23, which is on page 1537. 
where he says, now again, let's, let's, let's take a look at the context here. He's talking to the most religious people of the day. And he's got this to say to them. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but swallow a camel. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be, will be clean. Woe to you, teachers of law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead men's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. And this, of course, <clears throat> this just goes on and on. It went on before this, it went on, it goes on after this. You know, this, this word um, uh, that the pure in heart that the pure in heart shall be clean. Um, this this clean this cleanliness uh, is is related again to removing those impurities uh, that you and I encounter by simply existing in the world. Uh, with your walk, with my walk, uh, we are subjected uh, to things that are unclean uh, all around us. And we pick up the world uh, through your journey, through my journey. It's just a matter of life. And in order for us to have any semblance of being, uh, being clean, uh, of being pure, um, think of it this way. This word uh, catharsis, um, also, you're probably familiar with the word catheter, you're familiar with the word uh, catharsis. Uh, each of those words give us another glimpse of what it means uh, to be pure. Uh, of course, with a catheter, you're, remo you're removing impurities in, in the urine, but also with, a ca with, a, with cathartic is this sense of you're letting go of some emotions uh, that um, uh, may be very strong that, that you have. And, and those emotions, when we cathart ourselves, we're letting go of those emotions. Uh, consider this too. Uh, you know, I often hear from people that, you know, I'm, I'm this or that. I'll give you an example here. I'll use the Irish, okay? I happen to be Irish, okay? Pardon me anyway. Uh, and I've heard from people who are Irish, they say, y'all, I've got a bad temper because I'm Irish, and that's the way I am. That's how God made me, okay? Uh, let's go. I'm also German, and uh, uh, German is another uh, way of, uh, I've heard people say, okay, I'm German, I don't show my emotions, okay? That's just the way I am. That's how God made me, okay? 
And I guess you could say you're Italian. I don't happen to be Italian, but you could say you're Italian. You're really freewheeling with your emotions or your hands or expressions or whatever. Uh, and that's the way God uh, made them or whatever. But, but what I'm submitting to you today is this sense that to be pure in heart, that the impurities need to be removed. Now, how do we go about that? Uh, certainly we go about that with the Word of God. We talked, we talked about it and we sang about it, uh, creating me a clean heart. In fact, I'm going to turn to uh, the book of Ephesians just to read something. Um, and the book of Ephesians talks about uh, the eyes of your heart. And we sang about that this morning. And uh, I'm going to start here with... Uh, Verse 15, it's on page 18, 18 in your pew Bibles. Uh, it says, uh, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And here's verse 18. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he, when, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and power, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So the pure in heart, that your heart, my heart, each of us, uh, believe it or not, have eyes in our heart uh, that need to be cleaned continually. And we're able to do then that, of course, by the washing of the word, by the cleansing of scripture. You know, it's easy. It's one thing to read your Bible. But isn't it another thing to have the Bible read you? That's a whole different story. And, you know, I think it's something that when you and I go to the Word of God, that uh, I often say a prayer to, to that effect, that, that the Word would have its sanctifying and cleansing effect upon me as I read the Word of God. So it's not simply an exercise. It's so easy to go to our devotions. I, I tend to do this. I have a checklist, and I go through my devotions. Okay, I've done my devotions. I've gotten them over with, and I, I can move on and go about my business during the day, okay? Um, but the Word really hasn't read me. I haven't allowed it to penetrate my heart. I haven't allowed it to cleanse me. I haven't allowed it to purify me. Obviously, this is something that happens. It's, a, it's something that uh, continues. In fact, the, the verb here in terms of... Um, Blessed be the pure in, pure in heart. The, the verb here is one of an ongoing situation. 
So you're constantly uh, purifying your heart. You're purifying it with the Word of God. Uh, but in some sense, too, uh, we're also purifying uh, our hearts uh, by when the Word has touched your heart and we share that with somebody else or we, it, it causes us to do something different, uh, then uh, that is an act too of purifying, of purification. It's just like, uh, I'm going to turn to Isaiah, and this is really what that song was, was based on this morning in terms of the uh, uh, holy, holy, holy. And um, as I turn to Isaiah, you're familiar with this text. And Isaiah uh, is from chapter 6. And uh, you'll find that reading if you care to follow along on page uh, 1068, um, where it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two wings they covered their feet, and with two they were flying and, and were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. There seems to be a connection here with the purity of heart. As you and I seek that purity of heart, then God is able to use you and I to go forth uh, to his people and to share the love that God has placed upon your heart uh, with someone else. That he encourages us to first have that purity. He was saying to the Pharisees, if you recall, listen, you guys are pure on the outside. The, the Pharisees would have been happy if it said, blessed are the pure, because they were pure on the outside. But this whole thing about being pure on the inside uh, somehow Jesus was trying to communicate to them, you've got things backwards. And if we're honest, it's easy for us to have things backwards too. That we're very essential. In fact, we have a room in our house that has stains on it. And every year or so, guess what we do? We paint over those stains, okay? And then, before too long, those stains show up again. And so what do I do? I paint over. And this is what I'm, I'm trying to communicate here, and that God is trying to communicate to us, is that we have a tendency uh, to paint over the things uh, that are broken in our lives, the things that we don't want to show. I don't want to show you 
uh, where, where it is that I fall, where it is that I come short. I don't want to show it to you, okay? Because I want to show you who that knight in shining armor is. I want to show you who that pastor is that doesn't fall down, that doesn't get into trouble, that doesn't sin, uh, that really is uh, that knight in shining armor. But I'm not that person, and neither are you. I am simply not that person. It's a facade. It's a facade that I love the pain over, but here's the difficult part. The difficult part is to allow God to do surgery on my heart, to let him come close enough to actually invite him Lord, there's things that I don't want to change. I simply don't want to go there. But I know if you get close enough to me, you're going to point them out to me, and I just may have to change. I may have to change things with my temperament. I may have to change things with respect to how lazy I am. I may have to change things. I got a long list, okay? I don't know about you, but my list is long. And so I think as we move into a time of prayer this morning, I'm going to suggest a meditation. A meditation that involves simply allowing the Holy Spirit to draw near to you and to I. And as he draws near, I'm saying to the Lord, I'm saying to the Lord, cleanse my heart, O God. Open the eyes of my heart. Because God will not draw his scalpel out to do surgery on your heart without your permission. And so as we move into this uh, meditation, let's simply be open to the Holy Spirit and how he, de how he desires uh, to perform surgery on your heart and on mine. So let's pray, shall we? <clears throat> Uh, Father God, we, we thank you that you're the surgeon. And you're not a surgeon we can't trust. You're not a surgeon who doesn't know what needs to be removed from our hearts, Lord. You have the wisdom that is needed, that is necessary. Uh, to uh, perform laser surgery on our hearts. Lord, you know what the stumbling blocks are in my heart, and there are many. You know what the stumbling block is in each person's heart here this morning, that there's something there that I've said, Lord, I've said to you before, 
no, Lord, I, I can't let you go there. It's going to be too painful. I just can't let go of this because this is who I am. You made me like this. I don't want to change. But this morning, Lord, we're asking, we're giving you permission to do the deep surgery that's required uh, to move on, to actually start sensing again what it means to have a pure heart. So, Lord, I'm, I'm placing who I am. I'm placing my heart into the hands of your son, Jesus Christ, into his loving, precious hands. And I'm asking you, I'm asking you as you raise the scalpel, I'm asking you to do what needs to be done. I'm asking you to perform the surgery that I need. The surgery that's necessary to not only draw closer to you, but also to draw closer to the people that I love, to draw closer to my wife, to draw closer to my family, to draw closer to my church family, to draw closer to those I work with, to those I play with, those I am school with. <clears throat> so let your Holy Spirit guide the scalpel. And as you anoint me upon the completion of your surgery, as you wake me up again, uh, let me experience uh, the resurrection power of your son Jesus Christ in my life. That there is, that there is life uh, beyond the dead tissue that you've removed that there's new life that you're breathing into my soul that I may experience what it means to be pure in heart and that I may actually see God. Oh God, let me see you. Let me see you everywhere. Let me see you in every aspect, Lord, of my life. Let me see you as I rub shoulders here with one another in church, let me see you, Lord, this week, uh, whether it be at Walmart, uh, where, at work, or wherever your spirit leads me, or wherever life takes me. Let me see you in our home, Lord. Let me see you in all of my relationships, dear Jesus. Because you've promised, your promise, Lord, is simply, blessed are the pure in heart, uh, for they will see God. May it be so in each of our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
His name is wonderful. Thank <laughs> you. 